Well, hello there and welcome. It is so good to have you with us for your program. It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. We have the show team in place. Matt Ace and Michael McCall is on social media today. And we are looking forward to having, Debbie, what should be an interesting conversation today. Absolutely. <laughs> We're talking about sibling rivalry, okay? When you um, share um, growing up with uh, brothers and sisters and you're thinking to yourself, am I mom and dad's favorite? Are they? There's all this sibling rivalry. There's competition. There's jealousy. All sorts of things that, that happen can happen in, a, in the family dynamics. And we're talking about sibling rivalry today. And I will tell you, I, I do know a story, uh, Jerry, a couple years ago, well, I shouldn't say a couple years ago, about 10 years ago, um, where there was a, a real jealousy between siblings and one um, ended up um, killing the other sibling. Mm. And it was, mm. yeah, and it was, it was terrible. It was horrible. Um, but this rivalry went on for their whole lives and their parents tried to do something about it. They couldn't do anything about it. And then they got into their, to their uh, 40s and they went into business together. And oh boy, was that problem you know and so mm -hmm. there you go but sibling rivalry can turn dangerous too so let's talk about it 833-288-3986 and maybe that's why they always say don't go into business with family <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well that's true you know i've had some experiences not in business per se but with family working with me and for me and yeah sometimes there can be you know things that come up but all went pretty well, thanks be to God. But take two family, this is for you to take and run with today. We're talking about sibling rivalry. How was that for you growing up? Did you have any kind of little tug of wars, emotional things going on? Uh, you know, maybe even, even physical things going on, fisticuffs or something. Who knows? Mm -hmm. With uh, with a with a sibling when you were growing up, or how is that? How is that maybe uh, you know endured into your adult life? You know, maybe there's a, and, and you don't have to spill all the details or anything like that. But we just want to talk about how maybe we can you know, come to a place of better understanding maybe why these things happen and uh, perhaps uh, come up with a tool or two for trying to make things maybe a little bit better. 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. So it's interesting, you know, if you do go back and you look at um, siblings and you go all the way back to their earliest childhood memories, you can come up with some things. I talked to some family members, um, extended family members, and I asked them about their childhood. And they, they talked about a certain a brother or sister that was a little bit of a, of a bully and kind of teased them too much. And they remember it um, when they were three and four years old. And that, that can progress when into, into adult life. And, and then it becomes very, you know, you can have estrangement, all sorts of things happen. And then when the parents finally depart this earth, uh, you could have problems financially with um, the, the will, the estate, all sorts of things. And so you see, folks, that things happen and it starts um, actually in the, it can, it can start in the family. So that's why we're talking about it. Very important that we discuss this. Sibling rivalry is the topic today. We need your help. Start filling the phones. Uh, you do not have to be Catholic to call in. You don't have to use your real first name if you want to, if you don't want to out your family members. We understand that. So would you please give us a confirmation name or a name that you always wished your your parent uh, called you. That would be wonderful. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. And let's talk about sibling rivalry. Now, you mm -hmm. came from a family of how many kids? Five kids. 
Okay. Did you have did you have any jealousy competition that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I'm sure there was. It just I, as I was reflecting on today's topic, I think for me growing up, it was more the garden variety stuff, just the fights you get into with your your siblings, and then pretty soon everything's smoothed over and everything's okay. I don't really recall. Um, well, actually, there, there was one thing. It wasn't it wasn't a rivalry, but um, with our stepdad, there were uh, my sister was oldest, and then the four boys, and the boys were split into teams of two, and we had to rotate doing the dishes. My sister never had to do the dishes after dinner, so <laughs> I'm just sort of musing out loud here. I maybe yeah. maybe there was a little bit of uh, you know resentment there, but God God rest her soul, we we everything was fine. But I'm thinking of even now as adults, I feel so blessed, Debbie, that with my remaining three siblings, mm-hmm. my brothers. Mm-hmm. We all see eye to eye in most things. We get along very well. You know, we're very, very close. So mm-hmm. I can't say that there's been any, uh, you know, remaining uh, sibling rivalries in my family. But that doesn't mean take two family that you have had the same experience. Maybe even into adulthood, you've got some kind of a, a tussle going on with a sibling, a brother, or a sister. Again, no first names necessary. You can pick, pick a confirmation name or a name, as Debbie says, you wish you had been given. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, uh, you know, go into a lot of detail. But we, we want to talk things out because you could come away either you or someone who hears what you have to share could come away with a new idea about how to maybe make that relationship better so please join us 833-288-3986 a tussle very good word yeah a vigorous struggle or scuffle very good word i like that word tussle that's much better than just you know these these brutal words like you know beating each other up and fighting and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? A tussle. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's very good. So if you have that in your family and, and that's part of the uh, the way we um, get along and, and we're raised in a family and that's the family dynamics, um, please, can you share with us some of the details? We'd like to see if there, if we, if there are things we can change immediately about our own uh, family and our extended family and friends and, and fellow parishioners and neighbors because that's family. We are the body of Christ. So sibling rivalry is the title today. We need your help. Now is the time to call in. Matt Kabinsky's waiting for your call. 833-288-3986. Yeah, we know we, we do some topics on this show that do require a little bit of uh, pondering and reflection, maybe not that long on your part, but then also, you know, maybe to, um, you know, get into something that maybe is, is a little bit uh, uncomfortable, perhaps. But again, the, the point is, like we've said a couple times already here this on this program. This show is designed to help you out in your own personal situation. And again, we always say what you have to share, your lived experiences really are going to change lives, turn lives around, maybe heal relationships. And perhaps you have had a sibling rivalry that has been patched up and mended, and now you've got a great relationship with that sibling. We would love to hear about that and how good uh, that, uh, how much that has changed your life for the better. So again, the number is 833 833- 288-EWTN 833-288-3986 We've got a couple phone lines that are wide open for you right now. Make this a great Tuesday broadcast. Wow, almost at the end of January. Hard to believe. 833-288-3986 Your own experience with sibling rivalry here on Take Two. talking about sibling rivalry today on take two with jerry and debbie 
And um, I just wanted to share here that um, Mother Angelica Memorial. Visit EWTN's site dedicated to Mother Angelica where you can celebrate her remarkable life. It's filled with photos, milestones, heartfelt stories, and her wit and words that have inspired the hearts of all ages throughout the years. Visit EWTN.com slash Mother Angelica today. Okay, we are, of course, streaming the video on YouTube and Facebook. Hello to you great folks there. You can post your comments there, and Michael will get those over to us. In fact, he has gotten us one from yes, another Michael. Now, I'll mm -hmm. read that in just a minute, but you can also email take two at EWTN.com, post on the show website, take2show.com, or we'd love to hear your beautiful voice sharing your account of sibling rivalry, if it's still going on, maybe it's a thing of the past for you, 833-288-3986. You want to share oh, what Michael said on YouTube? Oh, oh, I, oh, I thought you, you were going to read it. I'll read it. it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, on YouTube. We're waving to you, Michael. Thank you so much for sending this in. My mother and aunt, or aunt, depending on how you pronounce it, had a rivalry that caused them to not even speak with each other while they were alive. This ended with each of their deaths and are buried in the same cemetery. Mm, wow. But I have to tell you, I've heard a lot of that, Michael, and everybody that's listening. I've heard a that people will go to their death, not making up with a, with a sibling before they die. And that's very unfortunate. But you know, Jerry, I go back to Father Chris Alar. Remember when we interviewed him? And mm -hmm. he, he clearly reminded us how God stands outside of time. And he said, he, and God, can re we can repair anything through our prayers. And so I would always say, you know, to pray for those um you know, aunts and parents and siblings and, and those that, that, that left this earth with those estrangements and those, you know, difficulties with siblings. And because it's unfortunate. I know mm -hmm. my grand, my grandmother, I think my grandfather did. He did the same thing, Michael. He, he left this earth not speaking to a sibling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe you've, maybe you've tried, maybe you've reached out to well, a brother or a sister and, didn't get a response or maybe we're, you were just told hey you know leave me alone or or maybe it worked maybe it helped maybe it helped to smooth over a situation these are so important you know what the, what's that old saying you know you can pick your friends but you can't pick your family and sometimes it's it's, it's really sad to me it, it really is debbie it's one of the saddest things to me is when you know family members especially immediate family members you know have these these you know, severed relationships you know it, it just it's 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 sad it really is mm -hmm. Well, it usually starts with some kind of argument, disagreement that the, it didn't get resolved at the time. And then as 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 weeks and, and months and years go on, the story changes a bit and it becomes it can be somewhat more dramatic. And you tell other family members and then before you know it, people are picking sides. And it's really unfortunate. Um, I've seen it happen in the life coaching work that we do, Jerry. I do a lot of family coaching and um crisis coaching for for couples and they talk about that they'll say it started with this really tiny argument and now it has ballooned into this massive rift that has torn the family apart that's mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. i really do not believe at all that god you know intended for that wants that in any way i know everybody likes to pull scripture and and quote scripture and say well you know uh, you know you're going to have mother against you know, son and this and that. Okay, I understand that, but that's usually under under the idea of belief systems, right? Yeah. Not not about arguments over you know I don't know a lasagna meal. I mean that mm -hmm. ju that just I don't see God stepping in and saying let's divide the family over that. That doesn't even make sense to me. Right. What right. What do you think? 
No, I agree completely. Yeah, everything you just said, I think, is spot on, and I think it uh, it uh, it goes a long way toward you know contributing to what we're talking about here today. And we're going to get to some of you on the phones. We got a couple lines that are still open: eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. If you have experience with sibling rivalry, that's our topic today on Take Two. Francis would like to go first because Francis called first from Cleveland, listening mm-hmm. on the Rock. Hello, Francis. Hi, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay. I have to tell you, I'm not sure that this is exactly sibling rivalry, but it feels as though it's, um, it is, to some extent. Okay. Um, I come from a family of seven, and I'm third born, a boy, a girl, and me, a, a boy, three girls. My um, oldest brother uh, went away years ago and lived overseas for a long time, and when he came back to live in town at one point about five years ago, he truly seemed like he was not a Clevelander anymore. He had assimilated the, the traits, a lot of the traits of the culture he had been in for 30 years or more. Anyway, um, a couple of years ago, I sent him a text, and I didn't proofread it, and I, um, he got really upset with it. And I, when I looked at it later, I understood why he could read it the way he did. I wasn't careful. I was careless. So I owned all the error with that. But his reaction to me over this was to tell me... Um, all sorts of evil things, especially to F off. Um, so I, I was so upset about it, I didn't function for a while. It, and um, uh, it came up another time where I called him, and he immediately yelled at me and told me to F off. And I said, that's it. No more, no more. You can't, I can't do this for you. We can't have a relationship. I can't be abused. And uh, so I never really talked about it with my other siblings because I didn't want there to be two teams. There were already some factions in the family such as that. <clears throat> so now he's lived about an hour away from me, and he's pretty sick, and he could use my help, I'm sure, but I'm not helping him. And I feel like for my own safety, I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not really sure how much mercy I'm showing to him. I don't have the emotional to take care of him like he does. My husband has a, a chronic disease. He has MS, and uh, he needs he always needs my first attention. Anyway, my point is it's about rivalry, and I'm sorry I talked too long, was that I think this is partly um, goes back to just some things that were allowed to happen in my in our childhood and the new culture that he's assimilated into, and I just I just am not really sure that I'm doing the right thing. I, 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 my heart tells me I am, but my brain tells me I'm not. Mm-hmm. Deb, Do you, you want to go first? No, please. Well, your first priority, uh, Francis, in my humble opinion, is to your husband, um, you know, because you're, that's, that's your um, sacrament, that's your marriage, that's your vocation. So your husband comes first. But if, you, if you're feeling um, guilty in, in a way or, or you feel like you want to do more for your brother, I don't think there's anything wrong with sending him a note, letting him know that you're praying for him, you're, you are um, remembering him always, you're having masses said for him, you constantly think about him, you, you, but, and remind him that you're, you're taking care of your husband and, um, and that you still, you know, you can, you can have it both, you can, you can make it be, um, 
acceptable in 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 on, in all levels and in all forms in in all forms if you just communicate with your brother in a way. Now, if your brother's asking you to take care of him, well, you you have to kind of weigh this and see how that's going to work out because, like you you mentioned, that you your husband ne- needs you. So, I think if you just balance it out, you can have a win win all the way around, and it could also make you feel more comfortable knowing you're doing the charitable thing as as a, as a Christian. Doesn't mean you have to get back in in really tight relationship with your brother, especially if he if he doesn't treat you that great. What do you what do you say to that first before Jerry comments? Well, I, I kind of I kind of in my heart knows that you just gave me good advice, but in as much as it's been a year and a half where I really did sever ties with him, I'm and I severed ties with him because I'm afraid of how irrational he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I so I I prefer not to. I'm gonna have to pray about your advice to reach out to him. Um, I do pray for him. I, I do. I pray for all my siblings I, I, every day. I, I was taught to do that, and I, I genuinely be- believe in the power of prayer. Right. But I don't feel like right. getting into a relationship with I, him again is a good thing yeah. for me. So I'm going to have to listen to your advice and, and think about it and pray about it, quite right. frankly, because well, I really am afraid of any relationship to your Right. And I understand that. And Francis, you got to keep healthy boundaries. You have to keep those because you have to protect what you have, your responsibilities, what you have at home. So I understand that. But one quick question, is he reaching out to you at all? No, he is not. My siblings are beating on me because I'm an hour away. I have a sister who's about half an hour away, but everybody else is scattered around the country. Okay. Well, yeah, I would pray about it, but just just know you don't have to do you don't have to be completely invested in everything that's going on in his life and his care and everything. You can do it from the dis, from a distance and in a nice charitable healthy way. The only thing that I will will share with you too when you take this into discernment and prayer is that we work with religious demonologist Adam Bly and he talks about how, you know, when we are attached to certain things that that uh, like unforgiveness or not reconciliation and stuff like that, we carry that over into the afterlife and then we've got to shed that in purgatory. Okay. So you might as well do it here somehow in some, in some way to make it better. That's what I would say, but, but keep your healthy boundaries. What do you say to that, Jerry? Well, I I was going to ask the same question you did, Francis. I was going to ask if your brother has reached out and it sounds like you've heard about his, his time of need arising right now from your siblings. So um, I would just leave you with this. You know, one thing I've learned in my own life, especially recently, the best thing you can do for other people is to do the will of God in your life. And your your primary vocation, as you pointed out, Francis, is to your husband. Um, God can do what we are not able to do. He can do it mm-hmm. in, in a million times better than we can. So I would, say, I would say what Debbie said, you know, just be deep in prayer for your brother, as you, as you said you already are. Um, send your guardian angel to his guardian angel. And, mm-hmm. you know, together they can maybe, uh, you know, soften his heart or just lead him to get the help that he's going to need because, um, you know, you've got a beautiful heart, Francis. We can hear how, you know, kind of torn you are on this. But again, I think, you know, you got to be faithful to what is right there in front of you and your your own and your husband and and go from there. Right. And wouldn't you agree, Jerry, that Francis can demonstrate acts of mercy from a distance? You don't have to be right there taking care of your brother physically. Would you say that's correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how does that work for you, Francis, when you take that to prayer? Well, I, I, you gave me a whole lot of good things to, um, to unpack. Some things I have thought about and prayed about, some things that I haven't, but I, I'm going to be hitting my knees and thinking about what, what I heard you say and um, making sure that, that um, I can discern if, um, 
if there's a better way to move forward that where I can take care of myself and yet offer him some help from afar. Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. perfect sense. I love that. Masses. And, yeah. Have masses said. Masses yeah. are golden. Yeah. Yeah. And we got our prayer book. I'm sure Debbie's got you, Francis, in there, and your I brother. Do. And, and we brother. don't we don't need a and name. Um, we're just going to put Francis and your brother and all of mm-hmm. your family in the prayer book. And be assured of the Take Two family's prayers going up around the world. Francis, bless you. Thank you for the call to Take Two. We appreciate it. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. That's how the show works. Mm-hmm. Right there, perfect example of it. Absolutely. Thank you, Francis. And I totally botched that um, scripture verse, Luke twelve fifty three. It's it's they will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. You, you get the picture, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Um, but but it doesn't have to be that way in our day-to-day lives. And it really it really shouldn't go to that that great depth and length if it's something that, that we can reconcile here on this side of the veil. So let's talk about it. 833-288-3986. And I just got a message. Um, I they asked how many siblings do I have? I'm one of six, one of six. Jerry's one of five, I'm one of six. Marty is one of seven, mm-hmm. and there's twins in his family. Okay, okay, we're gonna go to Kathy in New York on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Kathy. Hi, can you hear me? Very well. Okay, uh, thank you for taking the call. So. Um, I come from a family of seven children, and there was lots of sibling rivalry in there. Um, But I think as adults, uh, most of it has ironed out. But my issue is with my two children. So my son is five years older than his sister. And um, really from the get-go, the day that he came to the hospital to meet his sister, uh, he, he really wanted nothing to do, didn't really want to look at her, didn't really, wasn't interested at all. And um, that's pretty much been the way it, it's been throughout his life. Um, there's just been this constant, uh, I, I would assume it to be a jealousy on his part. Um, he was a very introverted child, and uh, she was an complete opposite extrovert the world was her oyster and so as a parent um both my husband and i you know we parented the same um you have different relationships with your children because you know they're just totally different people um but for whatever reason my my son um just kind of has an angst against his sister and um, as a, a parent, it's been uh, bone crushing. It's just uh, it's such a heartache because he's now, um, he'll be 40 this year and she'll be 35. And, and, and there's really very little uh, contact with each other. Although this coming Sunday, we are supposed to all meet um, and have dinner together. But this will be the first time in years. Uh, that that's happened. So I was just wondering if you have any advice for a mom. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I can take a quick swing at this, Kathy. We've got a break coming up, so we'll ask you to hold over if you can in about uh, a little less, a little over a minute. 
um, having not been a parent myself, but you know, I know uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, families. And the the first, I'd just be curious to know. You said that your son is five years older than your sister. You said you have seven children. Where where are the two of them in the in the order? Just curious. No, I, I'm sorry. You're, I uh, I came from okay, a you're family one of, seven. of seven children. Okay. I'm okay. seven. It's just the two of them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, you probably thought of this, uh, I'm certainly no psychologist, Debbie would know a lot more about this, but, um, you know, I, I know there are situations when, you know, there's, oh, you hear that music there, hold on just a second, Kathy, if you could hang on, Beth in North Dakota, we're going to get to you as well, talking about sibling rivalry today here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie at 833-288-EWTN, there is that line open right there, I'm looking at 833-288-3986, stay with us. with us on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN. 833-288-3986, talking about sibling rivalry there. And Kathy in New York. Uh, Kathy, sorry I, I got mixed up there. I know it was you who were one of the seven kids. You have your son and your daughter yourself. I can just I can just point to um, someone who was very, very close to me. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but I remember um, they have a, a number of kids overall. But when the, when the second was born, I just remember if I would spend time around them, you know, the older of the two um, sort of had, there was a little bit of resentment, I think. And, and this is probably not that uncommon. I've heard it, of it happening before. I don't know if this is the situation with your son or not, but, you know, they, they're, they're kind of used to being the only one kind of getting the attention from the parents and, and all of that sort of thing. And then another, another child comes along and uh, it could probably be a hard adjustment for some kids. So I don't know. That's the first thing that, that comes to my mind. Debbie, you may have something else to say about this, but this is apparently something that can probably, you know, last into adulthood, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah, a couple questions real quickly, Kathy, and if if anyone else wants to get in on the conversation about sibling rivalry or you have some some wisdom you'd like to impart, please call in. We do have an open phone line, 833-288-3986. Kathy, uh, the age span between your son and your daughter? Five years. Okay, yep, okay. So um, have you ever by any chance read the birth order book? Have you ever read that? No, I have not. Okay, yeah, it's very interesting. So the the fact that there's a and there's a gap and there you you have your son, you have your daughter, so it's not like you have two boys or two girls, so that that kind of competition happening, you won't have that. But the 5 years there's there's a there's a wide span. He he spent a lot of time with you um as an only child. And then here comes his baby sister who steals the spotlight. And and that can be that can be um can be a little bit difficult for um, um, a, a boy that is tends to be more reserved and, and, a, and a female that tends to be outgoing. I'll give you an example that's almost similar to, very similar to my brother, uh, Michael, and, and my, myself. I am six and a half years younger than him. He was the youngest child for six and a half years, and then, and then, and then here comes me, <laughs> which was uh, not really expected, and they were, my, fa- my parents were happy, but I don't know if my five siblings were, because they had their, their, their everything in motion of how they related to mom and dad. 
So that could be a factor. But what I would suggest, Kathy, this is just a suggestion, and you can talk to other uh, people in the in the um, in therapy or counseling. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a life coach. I'm not a therapist or counselor, so you can talk to other people about that. But in the experience that I have had coaching families and the dynamics in families with siblings, I would I would do this. I would uh, when you get together with your family. I would express what you want, your wishes for your son and daughter when you leave this earth. And I think that's really important because you have one son, you have one daughter, and eventually God is going to call you home someday. And, and we hope you live many, many, many more years. Okay. But God's going to call you home. And what do you want as your, as a wish for your son and for your daughter and for, for your family? I would just present that to them in a very blanket fashion. And the reason why I say that is because my mom did that. And so did my dad before they died. And believe it or not, it had a huge impact on our family. And so I would do that and just leave it be and let it play out. And, and if there's, if there ever is an opportunity for, for, um, all of you to go into any family coaching or counseling, it would be fantastic because it's not like they have other siblings they can go to. You've got one daughter and one son and they should be close. Does any of that feel right to you, Kathy? Um, I think definitely, well, one, I'll get the book, but two, I do think, um, you know, giving them my wishes. I, with my daughter, I think she would, you know, work really hard at it. Um, I, my son, uh, it's probably not, but I certainly can put it out there. Um, I, I had my son in therapy for all, all different therapists, um, you know, all throughout uh, his adolescence um, to try and, you know, get a handle on this. And, and nothing, nothing at all ever worked. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. Right. Nothing well, and, used it. Uh, sure. So, sure. And maybe yeah. it's maybe it's his personality and what he's dealing with. And maybe the best that your daughter can do is love him from a distance. But it's still love. You know, when love is 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 given in, in, at, at, you know, at a distance or, or with some parameters around it and some healthy boundaries, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, nowhere does it say that we have to be in each other's homes every single day, having coffee every day and, you know, talking on the phone 10 times a day. So even if it's from a distance, that is still really good, Kathy, because we we live in a very difficult world right now. And I know I, we coach families that haven't spoken in years uh, to each other. So, so I just want you to say you're, you're a lot, um, you know, you're a lot further ahead and better off than, than a lot of people who are dealing with, with family situations. So I just, we're going to pray that everything works out with this gathering. Can you give us a, a roundabout date when it's happening so we can pray specifically? Yes, it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let us know. I'm going to go to Padre Pio. Um, he's my go-to um, one for this, and and Jerry will go to his. I know you, Jerry always goes to St. Joseph. You do go to St. Joseph. <laughs> yep. So, um, so Kathy, we will pray and let us know when, not if, when you get some forward movement. Okay. I sure will. Thanks so much for taking the call. You're welcome. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. 
talking today about sibling rivalry. Maybe you've had one from childhood. Maybe maybe it's something that came up well into your adult years. And maybe you've had uh, a little bit of a, a hassle or a struggle going on with a sibling that has been patched up. We'd love to hear about that as well. Love to hear success stories. 833-288-3986. You can do a shout out? I do want to do a shout out. We'd love to do this. Congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family, KSHF 96.7 FM in Espanola, New Mexico, celebrating nine years with EWTN this week. So congratulations to Larry Martinez and his great team at St. Joseph Manionette Radio from all of your friends right here at EWTN. Beautiful. And we just lost um, Beth from Bismarck. You can call back, Beth. We'll hold a phone line open for you. Call us back. We're, we were ready to put you on air. 833-288-3986. We're talking about sibling rivalry today. Very important that we talk about it because we can heal and help our families. Let's do that because all of heaven, I believe, is pleased when we really work on our families and our extended families. And then we go out into the community with our friends and our fellow parishioners. So Jerry, real quick, I just want to go back real fast to my family. My mom had five kids in six and a half years. Okay, try to imagine that five kids in six and a half years. And then she was she thought that they were they were done uh, with more children coming. And uh, then she found out she was pregnant with me. And she was very thrilled. And they uh, my brothers and sisters were hoping for a boy. Uh, so they could have the Brady Bunch, three girls and three boys. And my name was going to be David. And it wasn't David. It was Debbie. And she didn't even have a name for me when she brought me home from the hospital because I wasn't supposed to be a girl. Mm. And um, and my brother, Michael, and you know Michael, uh, Jerry, Michael and I were very close growing up. He was six and a half years older than, than I was, but he taught me so many things. And he was such a great big brother. He still is. He's a wonderful big brother. And we talk now. We haven't we haven't spoken in many years when um, he was busy raising his family and I was busy uh, taking care of things with my mom and dad and his mom and dad too. But, but I live in Arizona. He lives in Texas. And uh, long story short, after my mom passed, my brother and I reconnected and we we virtually i mean pretty much speak almost every single day mm. and it's so wow. beautiful and we either text or we say hi to each other and i and i love that so family you know my sister has always said this when parents pass away the family dynamics change and they forever change now they can change for the better or for the worse and so i think that's why we're having these discussions today what mm-hmm. do you say to that well, I say exactly, you know, and that's a beautiful testimony, what you shared about you and Michael. I think that's mm-hmm. very, very beautiful. And I know how much you do, you know, feel for him and all of your siblings. And like I shared earlier in the program, I, my three brothers and I, and even my, my sister was living, um, you know, we would, have, we would have disagreements over things, but it, there was just a certain uh, respect, I think, that we had for each other. And, and uh, you know, willingness to say, okay, let's, let's not let that be the thing that drives a wedge between us as siblings or, you know, diminish our love that we had for each other, you know. So right, right. Um, I, I feel very, very blessed. I'm grateful to God for having avoided some of the things that, quite frankly, we're talking about today and mm-hmm. which are, you know, unfortunate but don't have to necessarily remain that way. Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. I have to say something about your family. We have full phone lines, so we'll get back to the phone lines in just a moment. I've got to say something about the Usher family. Um, I, 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 I feel so um, privileged to know, especially Joe, well, you, Jerry, I know you, and Joe and um, John. And I've, I, th- I believe I've met Jim, I think, once. We're Facebook friends, mm-hmm. but yeah. I've never, I, I don't think I ever met Mary in person. I don't think I ever did. And maybe I might have, I've spoken to her on the phone, but I have to say something about the Usher family. They are the sweetest family. I love their family. And, and, and it's so sweet. I know, I really feel this way that if I called John like right now and said, John, I need your help because John lives in Arizona. He would come, he would help me, you know, or Anita would his his beautiful wife or Joe. And I know Joe is Joe still in Georgia. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the beauty of your family. They're so willing to, oh. to help, and there's just beautiful, um, deep hearts. Oh, you're, That's you're, what I've always noticed kind. about the Usher family. So you are blessed. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, this isn't, you know, um, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. But of your siblings that I have met, I love all mm-hmm. of them, too. You know, they're just wonderful, wonderful <laughs> people. You. Very well, helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. Joan has been very helpful to mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. Well, they know. love you, too. My mother used to say, Jerry's a nice fella. A there nice you go. nice fella. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're talking family today, folks, and it's very important. We have these discussions because where are you going to have them? So if you want to jump in, there is a, there, there just was an open phone line just now, 833-288-3986. And we'll be getting back to the phones in just a minute, right? Yeah, just a moment. I want to mention EWTN Open Line. It's with Father Mitch Pacwa Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on EWTN Radio. You can join Father Mitch tomorrow afternoon as he takes your questions and helps to bring a better understanding of God and the Catholic faith. That's EWTN Open Line Wednesday, 3 Eastern Time on most of these same EWTN stations. And, we're, you know, talking about uh, mercy, the Divine Mercy Messages, we started with Rick Paulini uh, at the beginning of January, and they're, be- they're being posted on our website, take2show.com. You can also uh, post a comment of how you really appreciated these um, these meditations each week at Jerry and Debbie Facebook page. Please grow, uh, grow the family there. Don't forget to um, share the videos of... Uh, take two, uh, if you feel that the topics are important, so maybe you want a sibling to hear what we talked about, or even, you know, share a portion of it, because I think sometimes you just have to get the conversation started. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we love the uh, the Facebook family, the Take-Two family around the world. You can always, of course, post your prayer intentions as well at Take2Show.com. But please do feel free to join us here. we got some time to get you on the program at 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. I'm just kind of musing for a moment here. I wonder if any of the saints had sibling rivalries. Debbie, have you ever read about a saint who had... Yes, uh, yeah, I, like I can't recall the which saints, but I I read the lives of the saints all the time, and there yeah. were several that had a lot of jealousy, a lot of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's going to happen when you have somebody that's spiritually advanced. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, although in like Padre Pio's family and other other families, they were they were in awe of of their sibling and and the relationship they had with God, so that prompted them to get deeper. And so usually there was like a whole family of saints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's cool. Okay. Teresa's been holding patiently in Huntsville, Alabama, listening to us on the EWTN app. Hi, Teresa. Hi. How are you? Uh, good after- Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? 
I'm great. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. Go right ahead. Okay. Yes, I'm calling because um, I have sibling rivalry. I'm one of seven, and I'm originally from New York. You know, we live in North Alabama now. We're here a long time, 18 years. And we moved here because of my husband's work. But my sister, I have a sister five years older and a sister a year and a half younger. I'm the fourth born. My sister has created so much conflict and tension between me and my younger sister that none of us are talking. They've both unfriended me um, in social media, Facebook and, you know, messaging. messaging. Um, They're both born-again Christian, and I'm Catholic, so I'm attacked all the time for being Catholic. I brush that aside. I'm a devout Christian, but it all stemmed from because I was unable to meet my sister five years ago in Birmingham to drive to Florida, so she turned it into World War III, that I had some nerve not meeting her there. I wrote her a letter of apology, but my husband was working. I was not going to have him drive four hours round trip while he's working, and I didn't want to drive in the car with her for 12 to 14 hours. So I found I, I, I just found a cheap airline ticket to meet, see our mother for mm-hmm. an early Thanksgiving. Right. But it has never stopped. So every time she sees me, she insults me. My daughter just got married in September. And after the wedding, we're outside. We're taking pictures of the photographer. Mm-hmm. She starts yelling, we just came for the ceremony. We're leaving. But we came, like, just screaming like she had a football game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I texted her. I was like, you didn't have to be yelling. Like, I should have probably just said it, but she got so mad at me for saying for mm-hmm. saying. I'm like, well, nothing holds her back from saying anything. Right. And, but what got right. even worse mm-hmm. is when I was a child, um, I was in a terrible bicycle accident with my brother. My brother, all four of us were going to taking bicycles to church mm-hmm. in New York in a very um, hilly area. And um, my brother crashed. I fell off the bike. I hit my head, and I was in a coma for three days. Ooh. And I was, I was miraculously healed. And I had the anointing of the sick. I had my, I, we all went to Catholic school. I had the whole school, church, everything. I, I was on the news. I was like the miracle child. I came out of it, everything, and I, and I was... You know, I was always a straight-A student, but then I was like an A-B student. So they put me down for getting B's in school. Like, it's mm-hmm. just so horrific, mm-hmm. the insulting remarks. And, like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with her insults. And the fact is, God healed me. I was mm-hmm. healed. I was healed by the Lord. Was mm-hmm. a, you don't put down what the Lord does. That's and right. I remember mm-hmm. everything. I have a miraculous memory. I remember that day. My both my brothers were altar boys, and we were. And I wanted to go to church, and they were like, "We're going." They were they left seven o'clock in the morning, and my father was supposed to drive us. And when I look back on, I'm like, it was really Dad's fault. He didn't drive mm-hmm. us because mm-hmm. he was lazy, and mm-hmm. my parents had problems with their marriage. Right. And I was just a kid. I was just nine years old. I was just a kid, well, and but, I'm like, yeah. But there, there's no that, reason for her to bring that in and right. insult me right. and be despicable, despicable. Okay. okay, Teresa, let me let me share something with you. Now, just take this to prayer, okay? You don't have to answer. You don't have to just think about it and see if this, this uh, resonates with you and the Holy Spirit prompts you in this direction. You have a lot of passion about this. There's a lot of um, 
energy behind this because you're you're so hurt. You're hurt. You're angry, and you and you have every right to be. There's not you, you have every right to feel hurt. This, these are your siblings, but you can choose to make this work for you spiritually. And what I mean by that is turn this around and use that energy to drive you to sainthood. So what I would do if it were me is I would send them a beautiful letter and say to them, don't bring up any situations. Don't bring up anything. Just say, we can all agree on this. We're all Christian. We can all agree on this. We are all Christian. And so I'm going to make a promise to you, my, my sweet sisters, from this point forward, you can throw every insult and criticism at me all you want. I'm going to smile and send blessings back to you because I want to get to heaven and I want you to get to heaven. We all need to get to heaven and let's do this the right way. I'm going to be the lead and I'm going to do it. And from this point forward, and you don't have to come, if, if they come back and say, look at, look at her, she's acting so uh, holier than thou and this and that. Don't even let that get to you. Just say, I'm really going to work hard to never, ever say a critical, judgmental, hurtful thing ever your way. If you say it to me, so be it. That's, that's you. But I'm just letting you know from this point forward, that's how I'm going to conduct my life. You could try that. Uh, sometimes it really does hit people deeply. It, it, it pricks their conscience. Sometimes they'll come back with even worse where they'll say, no, you're just being so, you know, you think you're better than the rest of us. But you know what, Teresa, what's your goal? Your goal is to get to heaven. That's what all our goals should, we, our goals should be right to get to heaven. I, I say, you know, we, you gotta, you gotta take a higher view and a higher road of this. What do you say, Jer? I'd love to know, Teresa, what you thought of, of what Debbie just shared right there first. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. What, 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 oh, what, what do I think? Yeah. Yes, I want to take a higher road. Yes, I, and yeah. I want to have, have the peace that surpasses all understanding, yeah. and I don't want to be like in romper room, childish behavior, Right. of this one-upmanship thing, and the right. spirit of contention is not of Christ. Jesus is the Prince yeah. of Peace. Yeah, you so got I want to walk in peace yeah. and I want to walk in the joy of the Lord. Right. The joy so, of the Lord is my strength. Amen, sister. So then you live that, you model that and don't let anything be, have like this protective shield around you with hopefully with the help of your guardian angel, who's right beside you to bounce all those insults and everything off of you. Teresa, I, I have lived in a family where it was constantly like that. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you. And you, ha and I had, I had great uh, mentors that would always say to me, Debbie, you just have to stay focused. You have to stay focused and not let this rock you in, in any way, shape or form. And let me tell you, I was never, there was a, a long time span where I was a, 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 a long length of time where I, w I, I got off the mark and, and I got into the, to the, to the brawling of it. And then I finally said enough already, I'm done. And, and it was been, it's been the happiest change of my life. And it's caused, I believe other people to kind of rise up and, and be better. So I'm, I'm going to pray that for you and your family, Teresa, and you're not alone. We, we hear this a lot about uh, bigger families. Yes, that's, that's how I feel. And it really upsets my husband, um, deeply. He's just like, he just shakes his head. Like, I just can't believe this is still going on. Right. Well, tell him you turned a corner and you've changed and you're going to go in a new direction and stick to it. You can do it. I've done it. You can do it. We, it's, you, you just have to not, you have to keep saying, um, a father, forgive them for they know not what they do, but I'm going to stay focused and, and I'm getting to heaven. So try that and let us know how it goes. Will you do that? 
Yes, yes, okay. I will do that. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. All right, you'll be in our prayers, Teresa. Chris in Michigan on Sirius XM 130. Get over to Chris next. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. What would you like to share? What I would like, I would like some advice, please. I have four children, two daughters who are eight years apart, and they are constantly bickering. They pick, I, I, I mean, every, nothing is ever right with each of them. So anytime we have a family gathering, it's like having to walk on eggshells to hope that nobody says anything, that there's going to be start the yelling and the maybe slamming of doors and whatever. And I just want to know, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can you oh, do? What, Go ahead. What can you do to, to help their relationship? Oh, we oh, might I have lost we Chris. Have lost yeah. Him. Okay. Do you want to answer first? Um, well, you know, I, I mean, I, the only thing that comes to my mind is, you know, f- these family gatherings, um, they don't necessarily have to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we want to have them happen, especially around the holidays and all of that. But um, I can't imagine, Debbie, that it's, it's, it's any fun at all. You're having to, as she said, walk on eggshells all the yeah. time, you know, and yeah. uh, I don't know if it's something that um, Renee uh, with, or not Renee, but the caller, you know, if you can sit down with your two daughters, so you said they're eight years apart, but um, maybe talk to them individually or get the three of, uh, take the two of them out to lunch and just say, you know mm-hmm. what, this is something mm-hmm. that I've observed and I, right. I, 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 I'm sorry that you're, you have this type of relationship. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And set parameters when you get to these family gatherings. You know, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. We're not mm-hmm. going to talk about that. And I would I would limit the family gatherings to, you know, they say that everything goes south after 30 minutes. But I know that's hard to do at a family gathering because you're probably having a meal. So I would say don't don't make the gatherings more than a, in an hour. And everybody go home after a while because after a while... You know, you start talking, people get relaxed, then things get said or think or past stories get brought up. Or if there's alcohol at part of these gatherings, then that even gets worse. So I always say limit the time. Less is less is fine for relationships that are difficult. But set the parameters. Just say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Jesus today at this dinner, and that's it. We're not talking about anything else. Or we're gonna talk about the saints, but and you just you can you can control the um the, the gatherings if they want to get together. But I agree with you, Jerry. You don't have to get together. Yeah. Well, a lot of families choose not to after a certain point because, uh, you know, the walking on eggshells, especially if you're like hosting a gathering or something, you shouldn't have to, you know, feel that way in your own home or even if you go to somebody else's place. So, mm-hmm. all right. Thank you for the call, Renee. Uh, we are just not going to get to you. You hear the music there. Um, we are running out of time for today's program on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. It has been a cr- wonderful conversation. Um, we want to pray to our, our saint today, St. David Galvan Bermudez. Pray for us. Tomorrow it's unscripted, so Renee, you didn't get on today's program, but you can certainly call in. You'd be first up tomorrow if you'd like to call in because on unscripted we talk about just about anything. Not all things go, but almost everything goes on unscripted. So again, we want to thank the show team, Ace McKay, our producer, Michael McCall on social media, Matt Gabensky is our call screener. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the program, and thank you, Take Two family. Until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed day.